I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck as foils attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Amazing about it, I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott. Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Welcome to my nightmare. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? There are things that go bump in the night. Listen to them, children of the night. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What music they make! You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. We all go a little mad sometimes. Rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Number one, you can never have sex. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. Red rum! Red rum! Number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. They're here. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Here's Johnny. I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Batu, Marada, Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'll be right back. Oh! Hello there, it's your favorite host in all of podcasting, Obi-John Kenobi, coming to you with a brand new Nerd Alert. Uh, and boy, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, so this whole month, all spooky season, we're doing horror-themed stuff. Uh, we, we did a deep dive into um, the Conjuring universe. We gave you our breakdown of what movies to watch to get in the mood for Halloween. And this week, whew, uh, grab your boomstick. Fire up the Delta and meet us out in the workshed. Because this week we're talking all things Evil Dead. And I can't do that alone. I got to have some backup for that. Uh, so to help keep me sane when the Evil Dead takes over and uh, we start having dancing numbers with uh, talking deer heads on the wall, we have the man who keeps the nerd in the Top Nerd to Me Network, Commander Scott. Greetings and felicitations. I have to tell you, I fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole the last uh, week or so. Something new for you. Yeah, no, I never do this at all. 
something I discovered. I was browsing through. Uh, this is less of a nerd fact and more of a, hey, I found this out. Um, uh, browsing through Shutter here recently because it's you know tis the season to be spooky uh, or bloody and gory and all that good stuff. And apparently, and I had never known this or anything. You're all familiar with uh, uh, the little-known filmmaker um, called Roger Corman, right? Everybody, everybody heard of him? Anybody? Never, never heard of him. Never heard of him. You, sh- you should check his stuff out. It's awesome. Um. Anyway, uh, apparently, between 1960 and 1965, he directed. I think he produced some of them. I'm not sure what his production input was, but he at least directed. Um, six movies, five of which starring Vincent Price, and five of which based off of the works of Edgar Allan Poe. I say five because one of them was called The Haunted Place, which takes its name from a Poe title, but the story is actually based on a Lovecraft story. Uh, But starting in 1960, it starts with The House of Usher. The Pit and the Pendulum, The Premature Burial, Tales of Terror, The Raven, The Haunted Palace, Mask of the Red Desk, and The Tomb of Lygia. Three of those are on Shutter, And so I've started down this rabbit hole because this is not normally, you know, uh, 1960s Vincent Price era horror. Not something I would have ever associated with Roger Corman. And when you watch them, because I've seen three of them now, they don't they don't play like a Roger Corman movie they they i mean they're they're big budget for the time but they almost play like a stage play uh minimalistic sets it it it's beautiful you should really watch these if you have it they they have become collectively known as the post cycle mm-hmm. just saying all right in case you didn't know Edgar Allan Poe, Vincent Price, Roger Corman. You can't go wrong. Sold. Uh, so I was trying to look up. There's a new um, code to get a free trial of Shudder from Joe Bob. And I didn't write it down. So now I don't know where it is. And I'm going through the void of Twitter trying to find it. And um, okay, I'm giving up. Uh, just write the bullet. Get Shutter. It's six bucks a month, and you get awesome stuff like that. It's even Damn. less if you pay by the year. See, even less if you pay by the year. Ah, well, uh, as formidable as I think me and Cox are as a uh, demon fighting duo, we're talking deadites and we're talking rapey trees, and uh, we're gonna need some more help. So we called in the big guns. Uh, joining us now from somewhere in time and space via a portal in time as created by a demon book. It's the doc. Klaatu Verata. <laughs> I did it. I said it. I said the words. Well, maybe, 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 not, maybe not every tiny little syllable, but yeah, <laughs> but the Y force, they were there. Uh, necktie. Nickel. <laughs> Definitely an N-word. <laughs> Samson, I, I was way off. I was way off. <laughs> uh, Welcome, Doc. Yeah, so uh, I haven't gotten to tell you a middle schoolers are dumb story lately. Oh. Uh, 
So I sent a kid to the office today. Uh oh. He ripped a piece of paper out of his notebook, which, you know, it is what it is. You're a middle schooler. You're that, weird. You're, you that, do you. That's punishable by office sending now? Wow. No, 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 no. It's not that he ripped a piece of paper out. It's what he did with the piece of paper afterwards. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. He rolled it up to make it look like a cigarette and pretended to smoke it in class. And I said to the young man, please don't do that. That's not appropriate for school. Just don't do it again. I don't want to see you doing that. Let's move on. Not two minutes later, I turned back around, and he had now twisted the end of the paper cigarette to make it look like a joint. So I... A marijuana cigarette, if you will. kindly asked the young man to exit my room and head to the office, and when he arrived at the office and the principal asked why he was there, he could produce the item in question and once i told him that he crumpled it up in his hand looked at me dead straight in the eyes and said i don't have anything yep of course then i asked him if he thought i was an idiot to which he said no and i'm like then don't treat me like one so good good times good good times well alrighty. That's my story. Uh, yeah, kids are dumb. That's the moral of that story. Uh, so this week, uh, if you haven't figured it out already, uh, we are doing all things Evil Dead. We are doing a deep dive. This is the state of the Evil Dead. If you haven't listened to one of these, basically we're going to go through the entire franchise, what we've gotten, what we know is coming down the pipeline, and finish off with what do we want to see from this franchise. Um, so I think between the three of us, we've covered every movie, sequel, remake, TV spinoff. <laughs> uh, I didn't get into the comic books or the video games cause we didn't, we, we didn't have time for all that, but I think we've covered or we will cover just about everything, uh, cinematically for the evil dead. Um, so we'll start at the beginning, uh, what we've gotten jump in the way back go to 1981 and we have the film that started it all evil dead sorry mm-hmm. the evil dead because that word is important later on the is important later on in this episode <laughs> uh so everyone what are your thoughts on the evil dead 1981 you know i i mean i love that movie it's a cult classic now um just what they did with the minimal budget to make that movie what it was. Yeah, uh, nine hundred. Sorry, ninety thousand dollar budget, and it took in two point four million dollars domestically. And that was in nineteen eighty one money. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, he's there. Sam Raimi was trying to. Uh, he's trying to go for scary, and it kind of came out campy, but like in a good way. You know what I mean? It's a very unique film, yeah. And uh, yeah. It, it is. It, it may not be the original, but it's definitely one of the original cult movies. Um, it, it didn't have a huge theatrical run. It really found its its audience, really found its uh, its home in the video market. It was one of the original video nasties, 
where it was given a, originally given an X rating and it was banned in several countries for a while. Uh, I think the UK banned it for a few years, um, and, and which of course only leads to the well, I've got to see it now. It's banned. Um, yeah, that whole thing. But yeah, it, it really found its audience kind of after the fact. Um, and I learned something when I was doing research. I did not realize it, it found its distributor uh, at the Cannes Film Festival. Where it was screened out of competition in 1982, uh, I I did not know Evil Dead screened at Cannes Film Festival. Uh, you think it can? You think of you know like Oscar baby um, independent you know Tarantino shit? But uh, what? Well, yeah, Evil why... Dead's not Oscar baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now it is. Well, that's why it was filmed out there, screened out of com- uh, competition. Yeah, They're basically the, uh, just like, hey, let's go show this to a bunch of people, see if we can get a hit. Well, hey, we did. At Cannes, uh, Stephen King saw it, which he, he loved. Stephen King loves The Evil Dead. Uh, he gave them a quote, uh, uh, sort of re- uh, in a, a bit of a review, talking about the movie, which they put in all the box art and the posters and stuff when they re-released it, um, and it helped them find a, a distributor for overseas markets and stuff, so... Um, and, and remember, put a pin in that Stephen King likes Evil Dead because that's going to come back in later in the history of this franchise. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I enjoy the original Evil Dead. I'm going to go out on a limb and say not my favorite. No, nope, uh, I, I appreciate no. the attempt and I would love to go back and be an audience member in 81, 82 and see this for the first time because um, I don't think this one's aged very well. No. Yeah. No. Um, personally, um, I, I always get bad looks uh, about this movie because I personally do not like this movie. I, well, I, I, well, I love. I, I, I do not like this movie. I don't like the okay. Evil Dead. I we get what they're trying to perfect, do. Scott. Well, no, no, it's not perfect. <laughs> I get what they were trying to do, and. When they made this movie, it was literally, you know, it was Sam Raimi, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell, and all them learning how to make a movie. This is a really good dress rehearsal <laughs> for what I do like, which is Evil Dead 2, which we'll talk about here in a second. But I love everything that made it into Evil Dead 2. I like the refinements that were made when they got a little bit more experience under their belt. But when it comes to this movie, I'm not a fan of this movie. I, I, I watch it. I see what they're trying to do. I know what they're getting. I love Sam Raimi's techniques, you know, uh, which carry through even to this day. You can see, uh, stuff that he did way back here in, in the evil dead that he still has in his toolbox and he pulls out occasionally. But, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this movie. You know what, Scott? I think, I mean, I see your point. I see where you're coming from. And I'm actually going to draw from another franchise to sort of aid in this analogy. I think most people would say that they really enjoy The Road Warrior. But not everybody has seen Mad Mad Max. Max. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot of the same thing. So if you've seen... Evil Dead 2, which I also, I love that movie, but have never seen Evil Dead, or The Evil Dead, the first one, um, you don't necessarily need to see it. Well, 
but it's nice to i mean to see where they came from that's why i like it is because it's you can see where it came from to help propel the second one i guess you could say see but when it comes to the evil dead the, the the series it's not necessary because of what happens between one and two and the way two is filmed and so and I'm gonna pause it. I'm gonna pause it right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get out a couple of quick things uh, about the Evil Dead. Um, we are definitely in the minority. It has a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 95, which is rare for a horror movie, and an audience score of 84. So clearly, we are in the minority. Everyone else loves this movie. Something's wrong with us. I'm just gonna get that out of the way now. Um, yeah. But lip service. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but the film was financially successful. It did spawn yeah. a cult following. It did well enough that a few years later, uh, let me get through my notes that I wrote down last night. I have bad handwriting. Give me just a second. Um, so, yeah, so it was successful enough after Sam Raimi's next movie, after The Evil Dead didn't do so well. Um, his buddy Stephen King stepped in and heard that they were sort of thinking about making another Evil Dead movie. And at the time, Stephen King had a deal with the De Laurentiis Entertainment Group, headed by Dino De Laurentiis. Um, and he basically got the two of them together, which then led us to Evil Dead 2. Uh, the original concept for Evil Dead 2 was uh, not at all what we got. It, it was It was originally supposed to be and I love this title. I'm going to come back to this title. Uh, I want to make sure I've got the right. Uh, yeah, it was originally called Medieval Dead <laughs> because it was going to fall ash as he travels to the Middle Ages and fights more deadites. But the producers wanted something much more like the original film. So, huh. take it away, Scott. <laughs> Evil Dead Two gives us. <laughs> well. Well, when they when they went back and did the evil Evil Dead two, of course, a lot of people have said, and you'll see this all over the place, that Evil Dead and Evil Dead two are the exact same movie, and they're not. They are not. The, they the are first, not the same movie. The first twenty to thirty minutes of Evil Dead two is the same as Evil Dead. No, it's not. No, it's Ish. not. It is, Ish. and it's not. So, here's the thing. Um, and Bruce Campbell can actually explain this a lot better than I can. But when they went to do the Evil Dead two. They did not have the rights to the Evil Dead. No. So Evil Dead 1 is owned by New Line, which is now Warner Brothers. Evil Dead 2 was owned by the Dale Laurentiis Entertainment Group. I'm yeah. keeping track because it's going to okay. be confusing. Yeah. So when they started doing the sequel, they could not reference or use any footage from the first movie. So in order to provide a context for the second movie, they basically had to reshoot the story of the first movie. Now, it's condensed because you've got to get to the rest of it. And they did originally intend to have all the original characters from Evil Dead 1 come back, uh, but for budgetary reasons, they ended up cutting it down to just the two. Yeah, and there is a really great, because uh, there, there's an interview with Bruce Campbell, it's on YouTube somewhere, I, you'll have to Google it, uh, where he talks about this, and he actually gives you the 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 the, the time index to watch The Evil Dead up to a certain point. Stop go to the Evil Dead 2 at a certain point and continue watching. I believe Four. it's when, if I'm thinking of the same thing, it, it's at the end of Evil Dead 1 when uh-huh. the camera's moving 
through the cabin comes out the front door and comes at ash is when evil dead two syncs up at the point when uh, ash gets temporarily possessed i think is when the two sync up and i think that's it as well um that would make sense yeah but yeah so so evil dead 2 is not a remake of the evil dead it kind of is but it isn't it is a sequel but they didn't have the rights to the first one so they had to reshoot a bunch of stuff uh and it changes a little bit and i also think that they're uh so first of all and even 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 uh bruce campbell will will say this himself that that he prefers Evil Dead Two on because he learned how to act. <laughs> <laughs> well, between the first one and the second one, I'll never disagree with uh, Bruce Campbell, my, my close personal friend Bruce Campbell, uh, of which I have a story to tell later. Um, but I, I think it's not so much he learned how to act. It's I think the first movie. And this is part of why I'm not a big fan of the first movie, or as big a fan. The first movie is Raimi uh, and and Bruce Campbell trying to make a straight horror movie. Yes. By now, the time you get to the second movie, uh, they were given a budget of $3.6 million, said make another Evil Dead movie for us, and were basically left on their own devices. So at this point, while the first movie, you have little glimpses of the personality of those guys, uh-huh. the second one is them dialed to 11. All yes. the Three Stooges slapstick humor starts to come in, because the first movie, again, is, is straight. Straight uh, horror. Yeah. The second movie is where uh, I would argue the 90% of the iconic things of Evil Dead come from this movie because they were just basically left to their own devices uh, just just to go nuts. Yeah. And they went nuts. Well, and, and like the doc said, there's campiness in that first one. It creeps in because it's, yeah. it's these guys. You can't help it. Your personality creeps in. Yeah. But in the Evil Dead 2, they embraced it. Oh, yeah. That's so, what I was going to say, too, is that. I was thinking the same thing that in Evil Dead 2 they cranked it up hardcore and I love it. Like I mean there's just parts of that movie where you're like this is ridiculous and hilarious and I love every second of it. Like when yes. his hand tries to kill him, like uh-huh. he's knocked unconscious and his hand is actually crawling pulling him across the pulling floor. Pulling him across the floor, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then he's trying to, and he's shooting into the wall, and then the the blood. God, this is a great movie. Yeah, it's so uh, it, it it takes everything great about the first movie, condenses it, regurgitates it, uh, and then what I like about it is it it expands on everything from the first movie. We get more stuff about the book. We yep. get more instances of what the Evil Dead can do. We get Ash into full on hero mode at the end of the movie. You know, yep. I remember watching the first movie and, and being as a kid kind of bored because Ash doesn't really fight back at all. The second movie, Ash fights back. The second movie, yep. we get the chainsaw hand, the boomstick. You know, we don't call it the boomstick yet. Um, Ash, we get becomes yeah. Ash. Exactly. It's it's everything you that the franchise has become known for. You know, Henrietta, the workshed line, groovy. Um the chainsaw hand, the shotgun, the 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 ripped up outfit, like the 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 goofy uh talking deer heads, which I think are in the first movie too, but they're better in the second movie. Um that whole sequence where Ash is I think he's fighting against his hand in the kitchen and he's just smashing dishes against himself. And in the context it's his hand fighting against him, but in reality it's just 
Bruce Campbell going slapstick mode for like three minutes and we just let the camera roll the whole time. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, grabbing the back of his collar and doing front flips and shit like that. Like, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. If anybody, you know, if anybody ever asked me about the Evil Dead, they said they've never seen it and you, you, should I see it? Hell yes, you should see it. Uh, I always tell them, don't skip the first one, just watch the second one because there's a reason why everybody who cosplays as Ash Williams cosplays as Ash Williams from two or later. Yeah. No one cosplays him from one. Um, Which is weird because it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> it would be easier. But yeah, no, nobody does because everything that we remember, we remember from here on. Um, now, uh, Evil Dead was a great proof of concept. Evil Dead 2 is the movie. Which is, and I agree with you. I, I consider Evil Dead the rough draft, which is, yes. but I like your, your calling it proof of concept because in that case, it's actually the second proof of concept. Because uh, to get funding for the original, they shot a movie called um, Within the Woods that was yeah. a short film proof of concept to get money to make the Evil Dead. Like, so if hey, you look at it that way, <laughs> we shot a short, <laughs> we got some money, made a movie, it did okay, got a $3.6 million budget, now we can make the real movie. So you, you had the rough draft, and then you had the revision, uh-huh. and then now you have the published copy. There you go. Yeah. So I'm that, totally that's, fine with Yeah. Um, it also gives us, and this is something... Ash is rare because he's a horror icon, without a doubt, but he's a hero horror icon. Normally, horror icons are the killers or the monsters. He's a rare exception where you you go to any horror convention and you'll see someone dressed as Ash, but Ash is the good guy. He's the Mm -hmm. hero. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, and he kind of gets a raw deal a lot of the time, too. Is he he really a good guy? I mean, come on. Well, he's good, bad. He's the guy with the gun. He's the guy with the gun. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Uh, and, uh, sorry. I mean, he's, also he's the protagonist. I'll say that he is. Yeah. Yes. And he we is. also get uh, we also get some. Uh, you know, we we get really great other things from Evil Dead Two. We get Applehead. Yeah. Is in Evil Dead Two. We get the Rape Tree in Evil Dead Two. Well, Rape Tree in Evil Dead One. Yeah, not the same though. No, I, I'm with you. Everything cool about the first movie gets repeated in the second movie. Um, and expanded upon. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sure didn't miss Great movie. Wonderful movie. It's, and, it's a, right. Sorry, uh, and, and of course, you know, the, the end of this movie, you know, uh, uh, Sam Raimi leaves no doubt as to what's going to happen next. You know, yeah. when we get to the end of it. There's there's no ambiguity. He's going to get to Medieval Dead sooner or later. Damn it. <laughs> He's going to get to Medieval uh, Dead. <laughs> and I fucking love that title, so I'm going to keep using it throughout this episode. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a perfect blend of horror, action, and comedy, which is hard to blend. Uh, you know, horror and comedy, they're kind of similar, but... Horror is about stretching out tension and then they scare you with the release and usually humor kind of cuts the tension out so you can reset that and build the tension back up again. Action is more about adrenaline and, and, and you know, uh, and this movie somehow finds a way to do all three things beautifully. It gives you great, ridiculous slapstick humor and some gross out humor. It gives some genuine horror 
And it also, by the third act, we get Ash in full-on action mode, where he's going through the basement to get the pages with the, the shotgun and the you know, full-out action mode Ash, um, yep. which is why it's my favorite. Um, but uh, we are not alone on this one. Uh, Evil Dead 2 has a Rotten Tomato critic score of 95, audience score of 98, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. Jesus. Really? At Holy the shit. time, even. Yeah, like not later when it was a big thing and it was cool to like it at the time. Um, so, yeah, uh, the movie was uh, made for $3.6 million. It grossed $10.9 million worldwide. So, of course, there's going to be a sequel. Of course there is. However. Uh, <laughs> which brings us to Medieval Dead. No, oh, no wait. sorry. No, oh, wait. no, no, sorry. no, no. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> not medieval dead they couldn't use that no um so okay if you're keeping track at home again the first movie was distributed by and owned by uh new line which then later got bought up by warner brothers second movie is deg de Laurentiis entertainment group and yeah. because the 90s were a weird time when horror certainly kind of got popular again and uh universal found itself seemingly without a bunch of horror franchises, even though they already owned Psycho, uh, they started buying up a lot of horror franchises in the 90s, including uh, Phantasm and sort of Evil Dead. Uh, sort of. They partnered. So, and this, uh, I, will, I will give you the very, very cut-down version of this. De Laurentiis had a deal with Universal to make some movies. Uh, Evil Dead 3... Medieval Dead, whatever it is going to be called, wasn't initially one of those movies, but because Raimi wanted a decent budget to be able to pull off the whole goes back in time thing, De Laurentiis made this one of the movies they were contracted with Universal for, so therefore it became a Universal Studios movie. And that is the very quick version, because it gets very confusing, because rights are confusing. Uh, but, needless to say, three movies, three production companies, <laughs> uh, brings us to uh, but was forcibly retitled Army of Darkness in 1992. Um, I, I just I have a story about this movie. Okay. So oh. this this one's actually Evil Dead Two is great and I love it, but it, Army of Darkness is actually the first one I saw. Same, Same here. here, buddy. Yep. Um, and how I saw it was one night, and John remembers my house on Richie drive uh, one night because it was hot in the summer. I would, so I'd sleep in the basement cause it was cooler cause the central air conditioning. Um, I was in the basement watching TV late at night after my parents had gone to bed when I wasn't supposed to be watching TV. <laughs> and, um, I come across this movie and this, there's a guy with, and I got there after the beginning of the movie. So all I see is a guy being taken to some castle and he's got no hand and I'm like okay and he looked way out of place and I kept watching and then he had a shotgun and then he had a, a chainsaw no he, he didn't have the chain no did he have the chainsaw I can't remember yes he had the chainsaw yes yeah and I'm like watching this movie and I'm like what the hell is going on and then there was the big this is my boomstick speech and I'm like <laughs> Okay, and so then I just strapped in and watched the movie, and I was like, this is ridiculous and hilarious and 
just off the wall, just batshit goofy. What the hell is the name of this movie? And just it took me forever to figure out what it was. But once I saw it, I was like telling all my friends, have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? So it's, I mean, to me, it's up there with Evil Dead 2 as one of my favorites out of this series. So, Yeah, I fell in love with this the same way. Almost the same way. I think I discovered it uh, one night uh, on uh, uh, TBS or something late one night. Uh, and, uh, uh, I think I, I popped into it when he was, was, I, I don't remember if it was before or after the pit, but it was close to the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. Um, cause I fell in love with it because I, I at the time I watched and liked Briscoe County Jr. And so I knew, you know. Bruce Campbell. I'm like, oh, hey, it's 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 Briscoe. Yeah, and so I started. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, now this movie, yeah, the this part great, beautiful. uh, I remember seeing. Sorry, John. I remember seeing the cover for it at the video store, but Mm -hmm. not being allowed to rent it. Um. This is before the whole uh, uh, waiver story. John John can rent whatever he wants story. It's a great waiver. Um, But I remember about this time, living in Iowa, uh, Stars became a thing. Yeah. And if you bought Stars, you got Encore. So the two of them together were cheap enough that my dad, God bless him, finally ponied up and got us a premium cable channel. It was Stars with Encore. Um, so I remember being super excited when I saw on the TV Guide channel, you guys remember that? Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. That Army of Darkness was going to be on that night at like 10.30. So just like Jason, <laughs> I stayed up past my bedtime because uh, my parents were dumb enough to put a TV in my room uh, and, and watched Army of Darkness. So like that poster looks awesome. I don't know what this is about, but it looks awesome. And then like you guys being very confused because uh, he gives you an even more Cliff Notes version of the first two movies, uh, and then jumps right into uh, uh, being taken prisoner and marching off to a castle. I'm like, uh, what? Huh? Um, but no. By the time we get to the the pit and, and the, the fighting the beast in the pit scene, I was in. I was so like, this makes no sense, but I love this. Yeah. Uh, and then later track down the other titles uh, to to finish out what I missed. But as uh, is, is much as iconic as Evil Dead 2 is, Army of Darkness, I think, is on the same level. Uh, I, I consider Evil Dead and Army of Darkness sort of like Alien and Aliens. They're perfectly complementary, but not contradictory, in that by the time we get to Army of Darkness, we've kind of dropped the horror stuff. I mean, yeah, there's deadites and skeleton armies and things like that but there's no real horror in the movie it's 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 very much an action movie it is and that's not a critique i'm not i'm not you know looking that talking down to the movie for that uh but me especially young me action's always the way to get me hooked in um so i i look at it sort of the way i do alien and aliens Aliens is definitely more of an action movie. It's certainly got elements of horror in there, and it doesn't contradict anything from the first film. Uh, but they're 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 complementary. But but 
kind of their own thing. And that's how I think of, of Army Darkness. And, and the fact that we all saw this one first, yeah. I, I think, speaks <laughs> volumes to that. Uh, I remember laughing out loud and hoping not to wake up my parents at the um, the goody little two, the two shoes <laughs> part. <laughs> Your goody little two shoes. Goody little two shoes. I like I laughed. I, it's funny. It is such a funny movie. <laughs> uh, and it itself gives us a lot of cool iconic things. Of course, obviously, it's where we dubbed the shotgun the boomstick. Yep. Uh, and gave us that perhaps greatest movie speech of all time. <laughs> Uh, we also... <laughs> S Shop smart. smart top of the line. Shop S smart. <laughs> uh, um, it also gave us Danny Elfman did the March of the Dead theme for Army of Darkness. There was already obviously an Evil Dead theme, uh, but they got money this time, so they got themselves that Danny Elfman kid uh, and then gave us the March of the Dead. Uh, we get um, the the entire. Um, windmill sequence is fantastic oh yeah um, which which to back up so the 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 windmill sequence the reshooting the flashback with bridget fonda because she's a fan <laughs> literally that's how she got into the movie uh and the entire hail to the king ending are all reshoots uh the the the, the flip side of the coin or, or the double edge of the sword of um, this movie had an $11 million budget, the biggest for any of the movies uh, to that point. Uh, the caveat with that is strings are attached. You're now dealing with Universal Studios. They have, you know, uh, uh, shareholders to, to keep up with and they, they've, you know, they, they have a vested stake. There's so while they let them, yes, they let them go off and make whatever movie they wanted. But in the edit, eh, no, some things have got to change. So we got the, uh, the new flashback with Bridget Fonda. Uh, the windmill sequence with Tiny Ash was all a reshoot, and the the original ending was thrown out in place of the Hail to the King ending, which we get on the theatrical version. Those were all studio mandated. Yeah, and we can debate whether they help or not. I, I think most of those help the movie. Well, f- from a commercial standpoint, yes, they they do help the movie. However, I remember way back when because I, I had the original I had the original VHS version of this. I had the first clamshell VH version of this. Mm-hmm. And then I got the collector's edition clamshell VHS for this Ooh, that had the, the original ending restored to the film. Nice. And that's when I saw the original ending, and I loved that original ending. Let's talk endings. <laughs> <laughs> so, that original the ending was theatrical great. ending, yeah, what I call the Hail to the King ending. Yeah. Um, Ash says the words, Jay. Klaatu Verata <laughs> Not in the ending. Doesn't he? <laughs> uh, no, see, well, he, he says them not quite all correctly, which in the theatrical version leads to he did not eradicate evil, and even though he's, we cut to him... Uh, recalling the story so it gives it kind of like a narrative structure of ash retelling the story to impress a female co-worker uh and then as luck would have it a deadite pops up in the store and ash jumps into action mode again going into full john wayne mode with the uh winchester repeater uh man with the giant (laughs) yes uh which then concludes in and it's the reason i call it the hail to the king ending um 
where he says, yeah, I could have stayed. I could have been king. But in my way, or in my own way, I already am. Uh, and then looks at the, the, the female, soups her up in his arms, and hail to the king, baby. Um, I love that ending. It was not the original intended ending. Nope. That being said, Scott, give us the original ending. So, because I, so the way the movie ends, the way he gets back to present time in the movie, for those who haven't seen it, and shame on you for not seeing it, go watch it right now. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the wise men, the scholars, uh, uh, from the kingdom, once peace is restored and the army of the dead is defeated, uh, they use uh, the Necronomicon to create a potion. And they, for each drop of the potion that he uh, consumes, will let him sleep for a hundred years, right? Yeah. And he's supposed to take, it's either three or four. I can't remember how many it is right now. I'm blanking on this. Anyway, He's supposed to take four drops, so, you know, sleep for 400 years, wake up in modern times. And so they, uh, they, um, they wall him and the Delta and all of his stuff up in a cave. Uh, and he, he takes the potion and he wakes up. And that's when we flash forward to the Hell of the King ending that uh, Obi-John just described. However, in the alternate ending, in superb ash fashion... <laughs> He he's drinking. He's dr- doing the drops, so he's counting. He's like one, two, three, and he hears something and he stops and he looks. And he goes back and he goes three, four. <laughs> so he does three twice, unbeknownst to him. So he sleeps for five hundred years, not four hundred years, and he wakes up and he comes and he comes crawling out of the cave. Uh, to a post-apocalyptic future where the deadites have overrun the world, and he proclaims, "I've slept too long." Cut to black, and that was that was the end of the. Because Sam Raimi always wanted to come back and revisit that ending. Put a pin in that. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, look, I appreciate both endings. I'm very curious where the franchise could or would have gone if they would have stuck with that ending. But honestly, I think for, for the film we got the theatrical released film, I think the reshot ending is a better fit. I agree. Commercially, it helped the film quite a bit. And plus it gave us one of the best alternate endings in all of nerddom. Yes. Uh, but it it gives you Ash back in modern setting, and it sets things up for where we'll go in a, in a minute here. Um, but let us know which ending do you prefer, Jay? Which one do you prefer? I I like the hail to the king ending. Um, I know I've seen the other ending, and it is funny. It is very Ash. Uh, but for like you said, everything that we got. The the hail to the king ending is also very ash. You know what I mean? There, it, it is. It is. He he is there, and, and yeah. he's doing. He's he's being ash. Uh, and, and like I said, the, the other ending does work. It's just that after you know seeing Army of Darkness as many times as I had by the time that came out, and finally getting to see that alternate ending that I didn't even yeah. know existed until I bought the collector's edition. <laughs> um, 
I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Now, because now I want to see that movie, you know, because yeah. it is a, because I know we're going to get to this, but it is a really long time from Army of Darkness till we get any kind of real continuation. Yeah. And it's, I, I do, and it's just talking about Army of Darkness now and like thinking of everything from that movie just makes me want to go watch it right now. Like <laughs> the first, the, the first book is like a bird and it attacks him. And then the he opens up the black hole and you get that like <laughs> that that face stretching. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's just uh, he has to squish it back together. <laughs> yes, there's so many like good parts to that movie that it's just hilarious. He turns his car into a giant lawnmower. Yeah, it's I mean, a great it's... showcase for the Delta. Uh, yes. Which is, I think, the unsung, unsung hero of the franchise is that yes. poor damn car. That car is awesome. Uh, and, and that car will get another spotlight to shine. Oh, yeah. Um, I think there should have been a cameo in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man of Ash drunkenly selling the car to Uncle Ben <laughs> to <laughs> put those movies in the same continuity. Um but that's just me. Uh, it also gives us Ash's new hand, which makes zero fucking sense. But it doesn't awesome matter. And I love it. It's still awesome. <laughs> yep. Or the fact that he has a uh, was it, a chemistry book. Has yep, a trunk. Have a high school chemistry book in his trunk. Yeah, we all have yep. those. We all have high school chemistry books in our trunk. Ah. <laughs> uh, no, I, that is it, it's <laughs> the hand. It's the perfect example of. We'll give you enough to make it say, sure, I guess that's plausible. And then like, yeah, just don't think about it. <laughs> Why are you still thinking at this point? Yeah. I was like, he opens up the Blackshith Smith office and looks at the suit of armor, points to the gun and goes, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it was the uh, pretty one. It was. <laughs> that's just pillow talk, baby. <laughs> Honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> you found me beautiful once. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's all I've got to point out. Uh, oh, God. Oh, oh, no, 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 I don't. Sorry, God. Evil Ash uh, is fantastic. Yes. It gives us literally twice the Bruce Campbell uh, because we get to see it because of the... the um, um, windmill scene and all that plays out we get to see a full-on evil version of ash fighting our hero ash which is awesome uh that whole third act of the the army of the dead uh i i know they were still even with 11 million dollars they were still limited by budget with what they could do but it has a great old school harryhausen uh uh jason the argonauts kind of like old school oh yes yes (laughs) sally motion (laughs) <laughs> no, it's Sally <laughs> shoving the jaw back up. <laughs> oh God, yes. Yeah, and it gives us some legit fun sword fight choreography, which again, not something I would have expected from an Evil Dead movie, but it's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, epic battles. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I just had to talk about Evil Ash being a yeah. Well, I mean. The the fact that when he comes back, because you know he, his jaw is dis- dislocated, and his face is all messed up. Because the end of the windmill fight, of course, Ash uh, gives us that great line, you know, uh, at the end of the whole "I'm bad, Ash. You're 
good ass. You're a goody little two-shoes. Goody little two-shoes. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. (laughs) Shotgun to the face. Blows his jaw off. Seemingly kills him. Buries him. So his face is all messed up. But uh, it's, But it's, it's, it's true Looney Tunes logic because yes yeah it, it's it's messed up but his whole face turns black and his hair point sticks up <laughs> like daffy duck getting shot point blank yep <laughs> but then when he comes back you know it, it's literally like tied on with rope <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just being held on by rope oh and then when ash is burying the body and he's he's <laughs> he's saying the evil ashes tell him all the things that are going to happen and then ash goes hey you got so he throws a pile of dirt right on. <laughs> yeah. So, despite being recut three times um, to get its PG-13 rating and lots of forced reshoots and stuff, um, the movie made $21.5 million worldwide. Uh, currently has a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 73 and a user score of 87. Um, so, certainly not hated uh not the most beloved but i think uh, it's clear we all have a special place in our hearts for army darkness it is uh, I, I i don't know I, I felt audiences that went to see this you know knowing that it was the continuation they, they didn't know what to make of it it was so well, radically different from the first two that they're like what <laughs> that's that's the ultimate catch-22 of the logic of universal backing this movie is, is okay. We recognize the first two movies were financially successful and this movie has a whole cult following. So we'll go ahead and produce this movie, but don't use evil dead in the title. Yeah. Like that's because you know, they were, you know, don't call it evil dead three. Uh, uh, don't call it medieval dead, which is still a better title. Still a better title. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, Army Darkness isn't a bad title, but you're right, Scott. It, it's sort of the um, like the inverse of the Halloween 3 paradox of, of audiences going to it, having no idea what they were going, getting into because the title led them astray. Uh, yeah. Only, you know, in Halloween 3, they thought they were getting one thing and ended up with another. And this one, it, it sounds like it's a standalone weird kind of movie, but nope, it's a third movie in a trilogy you may not have known was a thing. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, weird, but uh, thank God. Uh, and then we get the dry season, the hiatus. Yeah. The really long hiatus. From 92 to 2013. Damn. I guess 93. Uh, I mean, granted, yeah, there's plenty of uh, comic books and video games in, in between are. that time, which did, we can talk about later, but yeah. Yeah, which we may need to do uh, an entire show on, on those, because there's like two or three video games and, what, two or three miniseries comic tie-ins of different things oh, going a- on. Fuck ton of Evil Dead comics, but uh, uh, but I don't think any of them are actually considered canon. That I'm no, no, of. definitely not. Uh, also, random fact uh-huh. in the cartoon show reboot. I don't know if you guys are familiar uh, with that. Yep. Uh, there is an episode where they're game hopping and end up in an Evil Dead game on uh, in one of the systems that they're in. A non-copyright uh, infringement version of Evil Dead. Yep, 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 now, yep. I know we're not getting, we're not diving into the, the the video games, but Evil Dead, I think Regeneration is what it was called for PS2 yes. or 1? I believe it's PS2. 2, yeah. 
where you have the little weird mini me deadite ash yeah. thing that runs around with you. That was a very fun game. I love that part of his his traversal is Ash field kicks him. Yes. <laughs> or drop kicks him like it's a field goal. Yeah, no, that game was fun. And, and Bruce Campbell came out to do the voice for that. Um, yeah, we don't have to. It, I didn't say we need to skip over him. But, I mean, there's, there's a lot in that period of time. We know that. Uh, but for the purposes of keeping the show <laughs> at our runtime, we're going to gloss over all those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll just, yeah. Uh, we know <laughs> we'll they talk exist. About yeah, we'll, we'll come back to them later. Because that brings us to uh, kind of a controversial move. In 2013, we get Evil Dead. No, the just Evil Dead. Yep. Um, a sort of remake of the original. Which, Scott, I believe you just watched for the first time. I did past. just watch because I'd never actually seen it. And in watching this, I did some, uh, I did some research because it's what I do. I fell into a little bit of a rabbit hole. That's why you're on this show. Don't apologize. Um, personally, I am not comfortable calling this a remake. Okay. Um, so now I'm going to preface this whole thing with... I'm a firm believer in all the stuff that I've read about this franchise over the years and everything I've seen and interviews and everything. I'm a firm believer that sometimes when they have mutual downtime, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, you know, literally just call each other up while they're drinking heavily. And they literally just talk back and forth and spitball. Hey, you know what we could do with Evil Dead? Let's do this. What about this? How about this? That seems good. Let's try that. You know, they've got all these ideas and stuff that have come out that they wanted to do but never got a chance to do. There's a lot of unrealized ideas within the the Evil Dead franchise. So uh, after watching this movie, I am a firm believer that it is in continuity um, with the 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 original Evil Dead movies. Um, uh. I I know, I mean, Ash is not in the movie. Um, it's a completely different tone. Sam Raimi did not direct it. Um, but uh, I believe, and I've been trying to find it, but I believe that uh, Bruce Campbell has gone on record as saying that at the time it was made, the idea in everybody's head was that it was in continuity. And there were plans. And when I say plans, once again, we go back to my preface that Sam and, and Bruce just drinking heavily on the phone together uh, to have the the primary protagonist of this movie team up with Ash in a future movie. That is absolutely true. Yeah, that was uh, the plan. Once again, nothing official yeah, ever so came through. It was uh, directed by Fede Alvarez, who was handpicked by... Sam Raimi to direct this movie. In fact, there's a great interview where they talked to, to Fede Alvarez about that. And he says, uh, they'll, you know, well, what did you think when Sam Raimi came and said, we want you to make an evil dead movie or a remake. So well, that's what it was called at the time. Yeah. yeah and he yeah. said, no, why, why yeah. would you want anyone to do that? Uh, and, and literally, uh, Sam Raimi had to talk Fede Alvarez <laughs> into coming on board, which I love the, uh, the reversal of dynamics on that. It's the producer having to talk the director into it. Um, but they, they convinced like, no, we don't want you to redo what we did. We want you to make your evil dead. And, yeah. and because of that, I, I think that that's why uh, this movie gets the Koran stamp of way better than it has any right to be. Uh, and I agree. 
part of the reason why I never watched it was I was very much in the same camp as is uh, would you say his name was Freddie Alvaro, uh, Freddie Alcatraz. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was very much in the camp of him. I was like, why would you ever remake that movie? Um, but in preparation for this show, I, I decided to watch it, and it was very good. Uh, it was very entertaining. It is, it is most definitely not just a reshoot of the original story. Uh, like I said, I believe it's a continuity. It, it is in continuity. Um, um, and I love the fact, and from what I read, this is actually what brought uh, Bruce Campbell on board with the movie, was that Ash Williams is not in the movie, and he's not reca- recast. No, there is there is no Ash, which at the time when it was announced, people went nuts, saying, what do you mean no Ash? <laughs> But no, like this movie only works because there's no Ash. Yes. And, and, and that, that speaks to a larger thread through the movie of uh, it, it knows what you're expecting from an Evil Dead movie. And from the get-go, this is a what I call a return to formula. Uh, to borrow a line from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie. It's a return to formula of the Evil Dead concept. This movie is a straight horror movie. There's yep. some humor sprinkled throughout it a little bit, but this is bit. not the, the, the slapsticky uh, tone you've come to know from the Evil Dead movies. Gone. This is a straight horror movie. And when the yep. shit hits the fan, it gets intense. It gets gory. It gets fucked up quick. Oh, my because, dear Lord. Yeah, that's what Evil Dead is all about. Uh, it embraces that. And to me, this is sort of like. And we teased about the proof of concept chain. Uh, so by 2013, we finally got a straight horror <laughs> version of Evil Dead that works beautifully. Uh, but as part of it is, is it plays off audience expectations because audiences are expecting, okay, there's no Ash, but there'll be some kind of Ash-ish character. And at one yeah. point, the movie leads you to think it's going to be a certain character. He's even wearing fucking khaki pants and a blue shirt, and he just buried somebody he loved after he he, he killed them. And it's yep. it's all oh okay, he's going to be. And then nope, they nope. turn it right on its head. And they did uh, a beautiful job with it. Yeah, and that's part of why it works so great is because it's it 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 stands on its own. If you've never seen an Evil Dead movie, you can watch this and appreciate it. If you're an Evil Dead super fan and for some reason haven't seen it, you'll love this movie. Uh, because it does again, just like you know that whole um, uh, uh, complimentary, not contradictory. It's a great addition to the Evil Dead. If you like your Evil Dead more horror, less action comedy, this yep. is your movie. But it does nothing to take away or to contradict the original Evil Dead stuff. Yeah, um, and you know, in my opinion, in watching it, uh, so first of all, we we do get. You know, to say that there's no Ash in the movie is not a hundred percent true. There's there no Ash in the plot. Protagonist, okay. Yeah, there's no there's no protagonist. We do get an Ash cameo in a post credit scene. I know a lot of people will debate right. on whether or not it is a cameo. Um or if it's just a I don't know what you would call it, a stamp of approval, uh a It was uh, a hey, here I am, shut up. Yeah, um, but I, yeah. I, I personally, I saw it when I watched it because I knew it was coming. Because once again, I, I, I can't keep myself off of the internet while I'm watching shit. Um, so I knew it was coming. I knew to to, to go forward and watch it. Um, 
but uh, I saw it as a cameo. I did. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. It's neither here nor there. Um, we get, and, and without, without, re, without specifically redoing scene by scene, we get a lot of nods and homages to the original. Like the rape tree does make yep. a reappearance in a very, very spine tingling, cold chill huh, kind of you way. <laughs> it's almost it's it's less of a rape tree at this point. In fact, the entire woods is just fucking her. It's just I'm yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> It was and the blood. Oh my god! Oh, there was yeah. so much blood. If you thought Evil Dead Two had too much, uh, with you know shooting the wall and blood pouring out. <laughs> spoiler: <laughs> at the end of this movie, it literally rains blood. Yeah, I think they said uh, when I was looking, they they used seventy thousand gallons uh, over the course of the production and fifty thousand gallons just for that 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 Act Three raining blood scene. That's a lot of blood. Yeah. I mean, that's that's more... I I thought uh, Wes Craven used a lot of fake blood in Nightmare on Elm Street with the bed puking. But (laughs) it puts that to shame. Um, One thing I did find out while I was doing research while I was watching this movie was the fact that unlike most movies, some movies do it, but most don't. This movie was shot for the most part in sequential order. And the reason they did it is because it was easier because there was so much blood called for in the script. They could splatter blood everywhere with things and not have to worry about it being cleaned off because it would, you know, spoil a shot later that takes place prior to that happening. So the, the, the cabin and the sets could get progressively more and more and more messy as the shoot went on, and they didn't have to worry about it for continuity reasons. Yep, yep. Which I thought was a really good, good way of doing things. No, it is... Uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. Um, $17 million budget made $97.5 million worldwide, uh, so the highest grossing of the, the franchise to date. Um Somehow, and I don't quite get this, uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic score 62, user score 63. The fuck is wrong with you people? I, I, you got me on that one. I didn't see anything wrong with it. This movie is fantastic. Uh, I, I don't get uh, why this is so low on the ratings. Uh, um, I mean, I get critics maybe, sure, fine, but I really thought audiences would have been, no, apparently not, nope. Uh, one of those rare times when the audience and critic score is pretty much the same, which you don't see very often. So there was one time in this movie where, and I know it's, it shouldn't happen, but it did. My brain kicked in Uh on me because uh, they kind of lost me a little bit. It was when he made his, his homemade defibrillator. And I'm like, uh... Movie rules, electricity plus shock <laughs> equals defibrillator. Well, first of all, I'm like, where did he get needles this size? Well, why do we have needles this size? These are like one of the characters was a nurse, therefore needles. Not there is no 
nurse's kit in the world that's going to have this gauge of needle in it. This is like I... this isn't even medical. This isn't even hypodermic needles. This is this is turkey based inject flavor needles. <laughs> it's novelty shot at the haunted house size. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and he tapes them together because at first he was doing, he was making it. I was like, oh, he's making a taser or something. And then when he finally gets to use it, I'm like, wait, did he just jam that into her chest cavity? I'm like, defibrillators don't work that way <laughs> at all in any shape, form, or fashion. If you manage to get those needles all the way to her heart, all you're going to do is just cook her heart muscle. That's all you're going to do. Um, it would have been yeah. better off. It, it would have been better off, in my opinion, if if he'd made it out of like uh, I don't know some metal tools or something, a couple of spatulas from the kitchen, <laughs> and made paddles. That would have been better. Um, or you bring up the fact that one of the characters was a nurse who is there with a medical kit because she knows she's helping a friend who has previously suffered o- you know ODs, which means her heart muscle is damaged in the first place because her heart has stopped. Um. Why did she not have an AED? It would have been a lot better if they just had a fucking AED there. I mean, that's not would, Evil Dead. Evil it, Dead it, is it just made duct tape, sense. needles, and a car battery. <laughs> <That> is... <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm like, I, 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 we hit that scene, and I'm like, uh, my my brain switched back on. I'm like, it, it don't work that way. Turn it right the fuck back off. <laughs> But no, Evil it, Dead yeah, is yeah. great. Uh, yeah, and, and again, uh, the, because of the success of the movie, there was talk of of bringing Ash back and tying them together and making yep. a big deal of it. And ultimately, that was never to happen, um, sadly. Happen. Uh, but what we got instead was arguably maybe better. Uh, which brings us to our, our final entry for the what we've gotten. Um Ash versus Evil Dead from 2015 to 2018, three seasons on Stars. Um, so I recently finished a binge yep. of all three seasons, <laughs> um, and I've got to say, season one not so great. Uh, season really? one is kind of season one is kind of the the we're on autopilot the greatest hits kind of thing it's uh, there's the cabin there's ash and blue shirt and the boomstick and a new robot hand i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it's 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 exactly what you expect from an evil dead show i think where it really starts to get crazy and good is i think season two onward where they again start just swinging for the fences i mean we get a whole freaking episode about the delta in season two, oh, the Delta God. gets possessed in season two. That's a whole the episode. Pos- the possessed Delta was great. Uh, we meet Ash's dad, who's played by Lee fucking Majors. Wonderful uh, casting. Yes. Uh, Lucy Lawless is Ruby, who we really get. She's interesting in season one because she's kind of mysterious. In season two, she gets awesome. Uh, she's a character who kind of reinvents herself every season. Um, she goes back and forth between being an ally and a villain. We get uh, Pablo and Kelly, who Pablo's great. Kelly grew on me. And then season two, you get Ted Raimi as fucking Chet, <laughs> his best buddy from back in the day who never left down. Um, just watching Ted Raimi and Bruce Campbell banter back and forth is priceless. Um, 
Again, I'm not saying season one is bad. I'm just saying compared to what we get down the road, uh, not as great in, uh, for me. But what I love about this show, and I'm, I'm trying to keep it in a nutshell, because it's it's three seasons, uh, 10 episodes each, about 30 minutes per episode. Um, so it's a lot of Evil Dead, a lot of Ash, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes. Uh, but it it... it goes back and forth episode to episode between is it comedy, is it horror, is it action? You get more action-heavy episodes, you get more horror-heavy episodes. Um, but what I love about the series in a nutshell... Page four of my notes. Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> it expands on everything you love about the Evil Dead Ash stuff. Because we've got ten episodes and three seasons to fill out, so let's get knee deep in some of the the mythology and the lore stuff like where did the book come from uh writing new pages for the book it introduces a concept called the knights of samaria which i'm gonna come back to um we get the the whole mythology of the dark ones and ball and and the difference between deadites and demons uh it goes a little bit further into the nobi family and their history uh it expands on ash as a character which you would hope it does and it does you get to see uh and again this is where i think season two gets better in season one season two you get to deal with the whole fallout of ash's life after the events of the first couple movies he's ashy slashy back in his hometown that's a great concept meeting his father dealing with the murder of his sister uh which is an awesome cameo in season two from uh ellen sandwis i think i'm pronouncing her name right Yep. The original actress who plays his sister in the first movie comes back. Movie, yep, yep. Um, season three, spoiler, you get to see Ash dealing with being a father. Uh, which, which it, it, I'll be honest, at first in season three, I was kind of like, what? Really? But by hey. the end of season three, you get... I, I honestly, honestly got a bit choked up at the end of season three with some of the bits between Ash and his daughter. And just, you get to watch Ash deal with the fallout of the deadites in his life and what a fucking mess it is and rise to the occasion. And you get to see him, God forbid, grow as a person. I know he's been kind of stuck in autopilot since evil dead too. And we love our equippy ash and you get plenty of that. Um, but by the end of season three, you get to see him, kind of turn a new leaf and kind of grow a bit as a person and, 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 and finally embrace his destiny as the prophesied one. Um, El Jefe. Yeah, El Jefe. Um, it, it's got a lot of great horror elements. It's got a lot of great makeup effects. It, it, it does a lot of practical whenever possible, which is great and what you would expect. Uh, again, there's a whole fucking episode where the Delta becomes a demon or it gets possessed. Uh, gets it's possessed, awesome. Yes. Uh, it's got great villains, uh, fun storylines. The show as a whole, definitely worth a watch. Uh, but I think, and I'm not saying skip season one, but if, if you're watching yeah. season one and you're a little, keep going. Uh, season two onward gets way better. Well, um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I've only actually seen season one, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I loved at the end when they went back to the cabin and you get everything that happens and it it does not wrap up the way you think it's going to. Never. Yeah. A single season never ends up the way you think it's going to. But yeah. Um 
And and this is one of the reasons there there's a thing here. Uh, so we get you mentioned all the other uh, added lore that we get. Um, we also get more lore with uh, they bring back the Kandarian dagger. Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, 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 and we get more lore with that. Um, we bring we bring back Ash's hand from Evil Dead Two. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Um, we get kind of a second version of Evil Dead or Evil Ash. Evil Ash. We get a little bit of a second version of Evil Ash. Um, but this is another reason why I believe that Evil Dead 2013 is a continuation and not a remake. Is because Ash has the Necronomicon in his possession at the beginning of this series. Yes. Um, the book that's in Evil Dead 2013 does not look anything like the Necronomicon we've seen in any Evil Dead movie up to this point or the series. And it's never called the Necronomicon on screen. In fact, they have a completely different name for it because I believe it's a different book. And that's something I loved in the series goes into. So we, we all know the, 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 the bound in human flesh, ancient human blood and, and, you know, uh, funeral incantations and burial rites and all of the blah, blah, blah. We've heard that yeah. speech, but yeah. this book, this, this show literally goes into, we see characters editing the book, altering right. the book, adding new pages to the book at one point becoming the book. Um, yeah, that was yeah, great. So, so it's entirely plausible that the book we see in the 2013 movie, like Scott said, is not the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. It's another book written by a demon or fuck Ruby or, or you know, uh, even the, the um, Knights of Samaria. Uh, there's plenty of groups were out there you know, that it, it could be similar, but not the same one. Or maybe there's multiple volumes of the book. Uh, maybe there's multiple books. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely ways you can tie it all together. Lots yeah. of options. Yeah. Um, because that's one thing that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell do is, and they do it very well, is they leave themselves options. They don't write themselves into corners. Um, the, the, <laughs> the only time they've ever, the only time I, I would say they wrote themselves into a corner uh, that forced them to go a specific way was going from Evil Dead to to Army of Darkness, and that's because Sam Raimi just really wanted to do uh, Medieval Dead. You know, he he knew that's where he was going. Thank you for using his correct name. <laughs> he he knew where he was going. Uh, he knew what he wanted to make yep. next, so he just he just flowed straight into it. Stick into his guns. Um, boomstick. Stick into his boomstick. Stick into hey, the oh, boomstick. There you go. There you go. Um, well, it, it, anything else to add about the series? I guess, and I, I know that's a very big nutshell for a very long saga. It, it, but uh, there's it a lot is, to cover. it is. We we could almost talk for you know we could do a whole show just just doing a deep dive into the series. Um, love you know that Ash gets a uh, a full on you know actual character arc over the cross the course of this 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 series. He's not the same character exiting this series as he is coming into this series. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, the highs, the lows. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really super bummed that the bar he owned in, uh, in uh, 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 Florida, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, well, first of all, I just love the fact that his happy place was where, where is it in Florida? Tampa. Fort Lauderdale. Is is it Fort? I thought it was, yeah, Fort Lauderdale, isn't it? Or I thought it was Tampa. Tampa. I thought it was Tampa Bay. Nah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we gotta find this out. But I just while he's looking, I just love the fact that that was Ash's happy place. That was his goal to get to. Um, and uh, I, I'm just really super bummed that that we can't actually go to that bar because I wanna, I want, I want Bruce Campbell himself to open that bar and do Ash we were all wrong. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, oh, yeah, that's what it Jacksonville. is. Yes, Jesus, yes. But yeah, so I want Bruce Campbell to actually open that bar in Jacksonville, Florida. And of course, he's a busy man, so he's not going to run it himself. He'll have you know managers and stuff to run it, and that's fine, just like others. But I want him to host Ash Weekends, where he's actually there, just bartending, <laughs> bartending, and just doing his thing. That's what I want. More yeah, than John, Obi John, close personal friend, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yes, my, my close personal friend. Bruce Campbell. <clears throat> we have a picture together. I'm not making this up. Uh, oh, so anyway, yeah. Um, and I, I've, I've, <laughs> you mentioned not writing yourself into a corner. Uh, I so I don't know if they knew season three would be the last season or what. Um, I don't but, think they did. So uh, if you haven't watched all three seasons, I'm about to spoil the end of season three. Uh, Stick your fingers in your ears, whatever. Um, So Scott's favorite ending for for uh, um, Army Darkness gets another uh, another attempt. Gets a uh, what do we call it? Uh, A proof of concept uh, uh, (laughs) at the end of season three. uh, Ash is hazy. He's just maybe won a battle he gets carried off he wakes up in an all-white room in what i am assuming is some kind of uh um hyper sleep chamber a half robot cyborg lady comes and gets him (laughs) uh who it's implied as a member of the knights of samaria uh ash uh she brings him out to a room hits a button some big doors open we see the world is destroyed it's the apocalypse uh, and he says, oh, God, it's all destroyed. And she says, not all of it. Pulls back a giant tarp, and we see the Delta given a Mad Max makeover. Uh, I think even Jason would be proud of how many guns they fit on the Delta, including a turret on the top. Nice. Nice. And a, a plow on the front that says, hail to the king. Nice. Uh, she says, the dark ones are on the move. We've got to go. He throws on a jacket, says "groovy," and they ride off to the sunset. And that well, is how season three and the show end. Well, I know at one point, uh, so before the 2013 movie became a yeah. thing, Sam Raimi always wanted to do another Evil Dead movie himself. Of course, he's a very busy man and didn't get to do it, but he always wanted to do another Evil Dead movie that basically continued from the alternate ending of Army of Darkness. Yeah. And he wanted the series to continue with two different timelines. He he wanted both endings to have their own universe, basically. He wanted an Evil Dead multiverse. <laughs> Which is curious, because now he's directing... 
Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I'm really hoping. Look for a Delta cameo. Well, no, no, I I don't know about it. Well, there'll be a Delta cameo because or something because Sam Raimi uses that that car in everything that he does, which is which is interesting, which is why the Delta cameo in Evil Dead 2013 is not Sam Raimi's Delta. It's not a Delta 88. It's actually a Delta 87. 87 or 89. One year removed. And and there's there's a whole website that goes into the differences between those cars (laughs) and how you can tell. But the, the, the reason that car is not in it is because Sam Raimi was making another movie at the time and, and he was, he had the Delta. So they, yeah, well, um, but so there will be a Delta cameo in it somewhere. There has to be. But uh, Bruce Campbell, you know, he loves pulling Bruce Campbell in for cameos as well on, on, on stuff he does. I would yep. not be surprised. I don't say I'm not saying we're going to get it, but I would not be surprised if we get Bruce as an Ash cameo. No, it needs to be Bruce as the um, ticket guy from Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I don't know. So no. That's, for, that's a, for a whole different show. Um, but so the show, three seasons, great. Uh, the, the, they don't take forever to get through because the episodes themselves are pretty short. Um, give it a watch. But that that concludes what we've gotten. So now we're going to move on with what's coming, uh, which at this point is not much. So it was <sighs> announced earlier this year in 2020. Uh, a new film is in development. Uh, currently titled Evil Dead Now. I would expect that to change. Uh, written and directed by Lee Cronin. Excuse me, who directed uh, Ghost Train and Hole in the Ground, which neither, neither of which I have seen, but they got good props from Bruce Campbell, so they can't be terrible. Yeah. Uh, just like the last Evil Dead, whatever you call it, <laughs> offshoot movie, uh, it'll be produced by Raimi, Campbell, and Rob Tappert. Uh, the guys who were responsible for the original ones, so they've got a guiding hand in it. Um, nothing is known about the story, but it's likely to be a brand new story. Uh, there's a quote from Bruce Campbell. Hold on, I screenshotted it so I can read it properly. Okay. Screenshot. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> that damn it. Wrong picture. Okay. Uh, <laughs> from this point forward, we're on the point edge forward. of our seats, man. <laughs> I know that's why it's funny. Uh, from this point forward, they kind of have to stand on their own, which is fine and liberating. Uh, you could have different heroes, different heroines. In this case, this one's going to be a little more dynamic. We just want to keep the series current, and the mantra really is that our heroes and heroines are just regular people. That's what we're going to continue. So. Female protagonist sounds likely, and regular blue collar people, and that's really all we know. Yeah, I mean, the question is going to ultimately come down to: Can Evil Dead survive long term without Ash? And at this point, that's a very good question. Um. Because Bruce Campbell, I know, has gone on record several times as saying he's done with the role. Yes, yes, he has. But I also, at the same time, don't think Bruce Campbell will let the role be recast. I don't think it should ever be recast. I it just should don't not. ever 
Yeah. Ash is Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is Ash. We can come up with new characters. We can come up with new heroes. The the franchise has enough uh, to live past that character of Ash. Um, I'm fully support support that. But I no, I, I think the day you try to recast Ash is the day it's is, is the day this franchise is really dead. I agree. They should uh-huh. never recast Ash, but and at, the same, at the same time, I don't want him to keep going on and on because yeah. like, and I love Ash as a character, but if you get too drawn out with the same character, you're starting to skirt with Tremors territory where we all loved Burt Gummer. Um, Burt Gummer what do you mean die. loved? Okay. You still love Burt Gummer. I, I do love Burt Gummer. And Trevor's movies started to suck, but we still love Burt Gummer. For better or worse, I'm going to keep watching Tremors movies as long as they have Burt Gummer in them. I think that the newest one is Shrieker Island or something like that. But anyway, it, it's true. They made another one after a cold day. Like, and there's, there's seven of them now. Yeah. But I just, I worry that, you know, Bruce is getting on in years. He's not the same Bruce Campbell from when he made Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Um, even in the show, Ash versus Evil Dead. And the show does take that into account. The show does really funny yeah. stuff with the fact that he's yeah. old and, and a little oh, yeah. overweight. And his back's going out. And... The girdle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I and that's, you know, so I just worry that I, I don't mind going a new direction. And I do need to watch Evil Dead. Um, I've wanted to. I just haven't gotten around to it. Damn teaching. And in hindsight, if if that is his last go around as with the character, and I think that's perfectly appropriate, then the ending we got, as cliffhangery as it may be, is the perfect ending because it's Ash in the Delta yep. with a hot robot babe riding off in the sunset to go fight the Deadites. Yeah, and isn't that the send off we all want Ash to have? Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. Ash can never have a fully happy ending. He just can't. <laughs> if he goes to the right massage parlor, he can. Oh, <laughs> Ash would appreciate that joke. He would. <laughs> I rate that four uh, cans of Shemp beer out of five. <laughs> Which is the beer I want someone to make now because uh, oh. it's in the show. Um, so yeah, we we know there's a new Evil Dead movie coming. Um, when God only knows at this point, uh, that's something even Bruce kind of talked about as we, you know, we want to get this thing moving as soon as feasibly possible, I think is what he said. Um, but that brings us to our final topic. We know kind of, we know there's more coming. Uh, yeah. We, we, you don't know exactly what shape it's going to take, but as fans, let's get to the fun stuff. Let's wildly speculate. What do we want to see from the evil dead franchise going forward? Well, personally, I would like to see the the protagonist from Evil Dead 2013 come back. Um, Because I would like a confirmation that, yes, it's in the same continuity. Um, I'm I'm fully in agreement that Ash is not, you know, Ash is something we do need to to leave behind. Uh, And... uh, to answer the question of whether or not the series can continue long-term without him. Um, uh, I would love to see a story, either a movie or a miniseries or a continuation of the series. 
um, post season three where Pablo and what's her name? Cause I can't remember her Kelly. name right now. Kelly. Thank you. Kelly. Um, are looking for Ash. The ghost beaters. Hell yeah. Cause they don't know what he's looking. They don't know where he went to. Yeah. And those characters after three seasons, I think those actors and those characters could stand on their own now. They don't I need would... Ash with them. I think you could definitely do a story with that. Yeah. Uh, they, they've all gone to pretty cool spots um, by the yeah. end of that show. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to see either a, a movie with those two characters ending with them meeting the protagonist from 2013. Um, just, or yeah, maybe I, another season. I think a movie where you bring all three of them together would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, them tracking down the book, learning that there's another book or whatever, an offshoot of the book, a second volume, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that leading them to the protagonist from the 2013 movie, and then you know yep. her kind of learning about Ash a little bit. Uh, that could be awesome. I'd watch that movie. Um, I've got two pitches. Right. Me. You know what the first one is? I want Medieval Dead. Uh, I want because because this is in season three. They introduced the concept of this group called the Knights of Samaria that are basically like a, a fictional Knights Templar of the Evil Dead universe. They're, they're an order of knights that try to track down the book and fight evil and, and uh, help the, the prophets, which is hilarious because they spent two whole seasons not existing. Um, but they're kind of the, uh, the Magi in, in the Mummy movie, where their, yeah. their you know, job was to watch over the tomb and make sure no one... That's sort of what Knights of Samaria kind of are. Uh, but they never really get a chance to do anything cool. Uh, we introduce a bunch of them and they're cannon fodder. The one representative we meet dies in like episode two. Uh, it's a cool concept that doesn't really go very far. So Medieval Dead, in my mind, is about the formation of the Knights of Samaria because they're actual knights in Medieval Ages. And yes, that's when it's set, Medieval Ages. I yeah. don't want a year. I don't want a period. Just ye olden times. Ye olden times. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to set it. You don't have to specify. Yeah, you could even set it not too long after the events of Army of Darkness and that we failed to put the Deadites down. They're starting to come back up again. The Knights form to fight off the Deadites uh, and, and, and learn the creation of the prophecy uh, yeah. uh, to find the book. Uh, something along that side. I just want to see a medieval zombie movie. Uh, medieval Dead. Um, yeah, I would be up for that. I mean, yeah. uh, a, a movie post-Army of Darkness with the formation of the Knights uh, and we see them actually kicking ass, uh, I think would be a great great movie, a great story, a wonderful tie-in. Uh, I'd watch it in a heartbeat. Let's do it. My only My only question is, are we turning the campiness up to like 20? Um, nine and a half. Oh, okay. See, the I don't think the campiness without Ash works. That's fair. That's a fair point. Okay, yeah. Ash is the as far as on which the on which <laughs> the, the the lever of campiness pivots. Uh, it's fair. Very fair. Um. My other one, and I may be the only person who cares about this, but I still want to see a prequel to the original Evil Dead that centers on the Nobi family, specifically Professor Nobi, 
who has been studying Kandaria and the book and has become obsessed with it and eventually finds it in a castle and brings it to this cabin to study. Like to me, that sounds like there's a lot of story to mind there that we haven't kind of glossed over. And he talks about how it eventually he became obsessed with it and it kind of turned him mad. And we know eventually what happens with Henrietta and the cellar and all that. Like we know where it ends up, but I think something along the lines of, um, I just went blank, uh, in the mouth of madness, with Sam Neill, uh, yeah. something along those lines of, of, of him becoming obsessed with finding this book and then, you know, eventually finding it and exploring it and, and slowly going insane and, and do more of a, a psychological horror. Maybe the third act gets crazy, bloody body horror. Um, I think there's a lot to mind there. Even even the, the 2013 movie kind of gives you a, a opening credit segment sort of of the tail end of that story. Uh, but I think there's a lot to tell at the beginning of that story. I even have a title for you, John. What you got? The Previl Dead. <laughs> prequel Dead. The Prequel uh, Dead. The Dead yeah. Before Dawn. <laughs> dead, <laughs> dead Before Dawn. Dead so before wrong. Dawn. <laughs> that was that was another thing that you you mentioned the the 2013 movie again. That was another thing when I was watching it that I felt a little that the felt was a little bit of a deficit with the movie. Okay, was that you know in, in that opening sequence, um, the which first of all I love the whole twist, the whole they're chasing yeah. her down, you know, and you find out she's the the demon one and they're the good guys. Uh, that was great. That was a great way to open that movie. Um. But she asked, Dad, you know, Daddy, who are these people? And he's like, they're good people. But then you, they never circle back around to them. They never bring they're them the back Knights in. The of Samaria. Our movies are connected. I don't know. Once again, are they? I don't know. Because <laughs> he says that, like, they have a connection with this whole thing. Yeah. But then when, but within the confines of that story, we never swing them back in. We never close that loop. And that's a loop that I think needs to be explored. Who are these people? Where did they come from? Where did they go? Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe. And that's where my movies come in. <laughs> a prequel to explain that they were uh, the Knights of Samaria, and then Medieval Dead to explain who the fuck those people are. I'm jiggy with uh, it. Uh, Universal or uh, De La Rentis Group or Warner Brothers or uh, hold on, I missed one. Um, uh, Sony TriStar, <laughs> Stars, whoever the fuck owns the rights now, because I don't freaking know. Uh, I work cheap. That's all I'm saying, Mister Raimi, I will work for a Spider-Man Three cameo. <laughs> or, uh, uh, the uh, the Doctor Strange two cameo. Yeah. So wrong. Anyway, any other thoughts on where we want us to see this franchise go? Uh, I would I would just like to see Sam Raimi come back and do one more thing for the franchise. That's it. No, either I, he could do Medieval Dead. He could do your prequel. I just want to see Sam Raimi. I know he's a busy man, but I want to see him come back. And do one more go with the Evil Dead as it the did, director. 
you, you did. It's the uh, it's the, the the Doc Ock in the hospital scene for the Spider Man too. <laughs> Didn't he do a couple of, direct a couple episodes of the show? He did up? direct a couple episodes of the show. I know he directed the first one. I think he did one or two more. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying like full feature, full on movie from Sam Raimi. It God, doesn't I need agree. to have Bruce Campbell in it, even though we know he would be somewhere. And oh, the yeah. Delta would be as well. But I, I just want to see him, I guess, do one more thing for the franchise before he totally hands the reins over to others. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, before we leave this completely, yes, I, I do have one. I don't know if you would consider it an honorable mention, but it's a tangent. Okay. Here we go. Get comfy. <laughs> Something that has to be brought up with speaking with the context of these movies. Because these movies, and I'm speaking of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness, mainly uh, the show a little bit, but those movies were made by a a very large and growing group of friends. These people know each other, they love each other, they work with each other all the time. If you've never seen it, there's two things you need to see. One is a movie called My Name is Bruce. Yes. Which is a great movie. It has a great title song. (laughs) Yes, the Chinese god of bean curd. (laughs) You need to watch this movie. This movie descends upon a small town, and the only one who can save it is Bruce Campbell. Not not Ash. No. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. As playing himself. Bruce Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Yes. So this movie, this movie is great. It was shot by pretty much everybody who had a hand in the Evil Dead movies, and this this loving group of you know friends and family that these people are. Um, uh, it has great cameos like from the 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 blacksmith from Army of Darkness is in this movie, and I love it. Um, so watch that movie. But then after you watch that movie, you have got to find and watch the making of featurette of this movie. Yes. Because the making of featurette movie is almost as long as the feature length movie itself. And just as freaking entertaining. When you learn <laughs> that the whole thing was shot on Bruce Campbell's ranch. Yes. <laughs> Cause I've got space and I hate driving. So there you go. Yeah. And he's got like, apparently he's got like a back lot town. <laughs> yep. Just built on his ranch. No, that's a great movie. Oh god, it is. I love that whole thing. Well, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. I believe that wraps up this this episode. So the state of Evil Dead is pretty good. Uh, pretty decent. Lots, lots of great Evil Dead for you to go watch, and more on the horizon. Hopefully, Medieval Dead happens. Yeah, I mean, well. We may not have a lot coming out for Evil Dead, but it's not dead. <laughs> sally forth and go watch it. It is. It is. It is going to continue to sally forth. Uh, sally forth. Tree.
Salvation is just great, great. There's something in this musty air makes us want to sing. Cabin in the woods, ooh. Cabin in the woods, yeah. We're five college students on our 